It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Hey, 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 welcome, welcome, welcome to the Fox Across America Game Ball Presentation Ceremony brought to you by the fine folks at Fox Across America. You know, each week what I'm trying to do is give you a snippet of the show that encapsulates the purpose of the show, which is discuss serious things, take them serious without taking ourselves seriously at all. Sometimes we joke, sometimes we mock, sometimes we play song parodies. Okay, but the point is, we're basically taking hard news. We're putting your vitamins in your applesauce. Why? Because that's how I've survived adulthood. I don't want the responsibilities of life, but it is incumbent upon me to adhere to them, to meet the challenge in order to raise a child and provide for a family. So I begrudgingly go along with it, but I do it on my terms. I laugh. I have fun. And this week, I don't think anybody had more fun than Jason Chaffetz. He's a former Utah congressman. He's been on the debate stages a zillion times. He stopped by after the debate to analyze the food fight out in Simi Valley and had a lot of keen political insights into not only who's running, but who's not running. Oh, the intrigue. Check it out. Here's the game ball, Jason Chaffetz. Join us now in the studio. No, no, listen, the guy's having such a strong hair day. I understand it's a radio show. I'll do the listening. Every okay? day is a strong. Episode. Whoa, Chaffetz throwing down the gauntlet. Utah congressman uh, turned multimedia sensation with, according to him, a strong hair day. One of the best hair days. I mean, look in the who business. I'm up against. Well, fair. I mean, oh, Chaff- shots fired. This is going to end bad for you. Jason Chaffetz <laughs> is here, and we're going to try to act excited about it. All right? Here, no, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Good to see you, pal. I like the new digs. It's a, that's not what you said off the air. I said you should be more like Bob Newhart. You no, ought to have no, like no. a couch I'm and gonna, lay down. Don't butter up now. I'm going to out you. No, you I'm kidding. You got the fake wood. Can I it tell you looks something? good. It is a, the new studio looks amazing, makes the show look a lot more credible than it is. But if you were doing radio in the old studio, it is a very foreign feeling. And every, what's funny is like, we're people who do TV for a living. And TV, to execute it at the level you have to, is run in a very precise manner. Yes. So whenever you run into a, uh, a, a like process change, we all become 80-year-old women with no filter. <laughs> Everyone, like every of the first 10 guests I had on, the minute the mics came on, they were like, what'd you do to this place? First <laughs> thing, like, Yoda and all the guys. <laughs> I know everyone wants the toys. That's what Hammer said. He was all toyed. I said, where are the toys? Exactly. But it's a different it's a different optic and it's a fine aesthetic and I enjoy it quite a bit. But Jason Chaffetz is here and uh, if it sounds contentious, we're just sticking with the spirit of last night's debate where uh, you'd have to say the heroes are Varney and Dana just because they managed not to drop an F bomb at any point during that food fight. I think they wanted to. I oh, think God, they- how did they not? I I mean that the, was it was a it was a food fight. It, was, it should have been on Bravo. It was a Real Housewives episode. The, to, the interruptions that that doesn't serve anybody well. I know. If you're going to drop somebody, challenge somebody, then step back and let it sink in and let them try to squirm out of it. Instead, they kept talking over each other. Do you know how many lines? And I bet you, if we went back and listened, how many scripted lines that they thought were going to be daggers right. got deployed in crosstalk and weren't heard. 
Because that's part of the problem. Um, I was explaining this yesterday on the show as someone who does comedy for a living. Okay, we have an act. We go on stage. You know, 60% of the laughs I get tonight are my act. 40% of the plays you make talking to the crowd reacting to their reaction. But the trick is those other jokes you tell in the moment, the ones that are, whether they're scripted or not, meaning whether it's a part of your act or not, the key to making it work is saying it in the right moment. Where you know everyone's like, if someone's cell phone is ringing and you can't hear yourself talking, stop. You know what I mean? Don't keep telling the joke because they're not going to hear it. But they don't know that because they're not comedians. So a lot of these guys who had what they thought were jokes just deploy them at the wrong point. I thought some of them were comedians. They just couldn't deliver. (laughs) I thought they were comedians. But on like that first week of America's Got Talent or no, what's the other one? American Idol. You know when they show the bad singers? They're like, that's that's like William Hung. My favorite part. And she bangs. She bangs. (laughs) That was Pence last night. And I bang a teacher. I bang a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) And the problem with like a Pence joke (laughs) flopping is that... That, Especially one related to I know. sleeping around. Yeah, because it's even crazier because he calls his wife mother. So it's like the joke had so much time to bomb and get creepier. But it was funny because the thing Pence does is when you give him the ball, he likes to deflate it and take the energy out of the room so everybody is in vet. You know what I mean? Yes. So it's like, you know, Pen- Senator Pence, uh, you know, uh, Vice President Pence on the border, and he'll go, and with the border. And I'm glad you – and now the whole energy is dialed down. He has your attention. That's a good public speaking tool. But if you're going to tell a slow-rolling train wreck of a joke, it's a bad public speaking tool. <laughs> and that's what happened to him. What – in my opinion, it was not as bad as Christie calling Trump Donald Duck because he had built to a good moment. Like he should be here. He's not comedy. He doesn't want it. I'm going to start calling you Donald Duck. That was embarrassing. <laughs> no. Don't call us Donald Duck. Call him anything you want. Like, he would have made more headlines if he cursed and looked passionate. If he had just cut it off then. Yeah. But he tried to deliver the line he had in his uh, head. We talked about this. I did a, yep. a Fox Nation thing, and we talked about before. The only person I've ever seen pull off a, a pre-scripted line is Ronald Reagan yeah. when he dropped it on Walter Mondale. you knew Mondale. he was going to say that. And he's, but he's a professional actor, and he knew how to deliver it, and he did perfect. it. It's the it best pitch perfect. executed joke I've ever seen on a, in a political level. And the difference between Reagan and the guys at the Reagan Presidential Library last night is they would have just opened with it. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, good to be here, uh, Vice President Pence. I know age has been an issue. <laughs> like, no, that wasn't the context. Chaffetz, Jason Chaffetz is here. Uh, we're talking about the debate. What I saw last night, and I think behind the scenes it plays a big role, is, you know, there's only so many donor dollars to fly around. And if you want those checks to keep coming and you want those Venmos to come your way, you know, you need to move the needle. So I saw... You know, I don't want to call it desperation, but certainly an eye on the prize. Is that why it was so contentious? Um, Look, there is a lot on the line, and uh, you only get, you know, the debate like that. that, You know, I think the top person got like 12 minutes. Yeah. Um, Look, personally, I thought Ron DeSantis did the best. I thought, you know what? I said that. I thought that was the, he needed to have that debate. Hold on really quickly, though, because I want you to weigh in on this. Yeah, obviously they're telling him to smile more. I told him this on the show last week, but did you see when he dismounted, he went to the smile, but he yeah, he couldn't do it. Everyone has a picture. If you're a boy listening to the show, you have a school picture from second or third grade. It's the most tragic smile in the world because you're not smiling, but you are over making the face that you think is a smile. (laughs) And we all have them. I have them. Bull haircut. Lincoln's taking a few that are hanging up in my office. (laughs) And he looked like a second grade boy. 
boy over facing for a school picture. It was, it was hilarious. I no, it. it's it, that does not come naturally to the no, governor ma'am. with all due respect. And you, you, I, the authenticity, you, there's a, there are intangibles that happen that I think people see. You know, one thing, like Vivek Ramaswamy actually really surprised me. He's an important voice. You can talk about, you know, coming yeah. out of nowhere. But he did. He does two things. First of all, I thought he was he was the one that turned and morphed into the politician. Yes, absolutely. You know, you all are bought and paid for. And then they come back and say, oh, I'd pick any one of you in my cabinet. I call this out. So the the first debate, he was like, you're all a bunch of super PAC puppets. When they put it back in his face last night, he was like, whoa, whoa, spirit of Ronald Reagan. 11th we commandment. Don't, we don't smack talk each other here. Yes. <laughs> like, he was such a politician. Oh, it was perfect. The other thing that he does, I want you to watch the tape. Next time you watch the tape, you can't stop. Once you see it, mm-hmm. you won't be able to stop seeing it. He wags his finger. Yes, he does. Now, you can say, oh, well, we're all about the substance and stuff. But don't people don't like having no. somebody wag their finger in their face. My man Tim Scott's doing the Bill Clinton thumb. And I, it's, he does a Clinton thumb. You know, some of those gestures, you're right. They don't work. You know, they're not and they're subconscious. You're not really thinking about it, but you can't just wag your finger on every answer. Yeah. (laughs) When you're also trying to say, you know, humbly, I've got a lot to learn and I'm not a know it all, even Uh, though I know I know more than you do. It was so amazing because it was like, you know, they have an S&M safe word. His S&M safe word was Reagan. If things got a little too crazy. I'm going to go on the record and say, I don't know what you're talking oh, about. Jay Fitz, stop it. <laughs> you ever seen his laptop? They call him the Hunter Biden of Fox News. He, <laughs> he runs the whole. There's actually a blind repairman outside that wants to speak to you right now, Chaffetz. I don't have to take this. Next question. <laughs> Jason Chaffetz is here. We're excited about it. Uh, some of the best moments. Some of the best, some, seriously, some of the best, some of the best moments belong to the moderators because they had to like threaten to shut up. You know, oh, shut Dana Perino, when she shut down Mike Pence. Hey, yeah. why don't you answer the question? That was the great about Obamacare. Yes. <laughs> she asked him about Obamacare. He pivots to the Parkland shooting. <laughs> so he should try to take a shot at DeSantis somehow. And she's like, so uh, yay or nay on the Obamacare. <laughs> That's great. No, the I, way she did it, short, sweet, to the point, just mm-hmm. looking right at him. Mm-hmm. The camera caught it perfectly, mm-hmm. and she was right that she asked about Obamacare, and they're talking about shooting. That, but that's you know a point I saw her make on Newsroom today that I thought was interesting, and they all did this last night because they knew microphone time is scarce when the fierce is this big. When she asked them her opening question, they they answered every question that was going to be asked that night. Like she yes. asked Tim Scott, "All right, so the economy, Bidenomics, huh?" And he was like, well, with this border and these schools and that pandemic reaction and the weak foreign policy we showed in Afghanistan. (laughs) He's like, you know, if a train leaves Chicago at the same time that an electric car would leave Washington. I'm going to check every box. Every policy position I have at hello. And he got into race. He got right all the way. He's just like, you know, I'm going to make my points. Uh, But I thought in in truth, the opening exchange, because Tim Scott did exactly what Dana said he did. Vivek came out of the gate, Vivek, with a lot more heat there he actually contrasted against scott looked good but as the debate went on he had the same issue with me last time he can make substantive points but i'm usually watching a debate with someone who doesn't follow politics so they are reacting to human nature and stuff and they thought he looked a little wormy they did and i said this on fox and friends first today and i like him he's been on the show i just think it's an art form to coming off likable when there's that much fire crossfire going and make no mistake they want him out of there no and he, he makes solid points he's an important voice like mm-hmm. I said, but 
a little too slick, yeah, a yeah. little too... Yeah. yeah. You can't go from you're all bought and paid for to, hey, we don't attack each other in this party. <laughs> you are literally a puppet for a special interest group, you garbage shell of a human being. Whoa, 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 whoa. We don't call names here. But even though you do that, I would put you in my cabinet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be counting on you to advise my, me like be, I do. Because I, you know, yeah. I, I get advice from people I don't... Agree. We're talking to Jason Chaffetz. Uh, it's, listen, we're in the kiss and cry room. The gymnasts did their little routine. Now we're giving them their scores. Uh, I'll go across the board because I think the metric we're working on here is, you know, we're grading them on how they did against each other. But the reality is at some point, two or three of them are going to wind up on a debate stage with Trump when the field shrinks. He will debate at some point, during, even though he says he shouldn't have to. Right. You know, when we're down to three guys and we start pulling voting levers in January, he's going to have to debate somebody. So did you see anybody who you thought could hang? I thought DeSantis could hang with him. I'm not saying beat him, but I'm saying I thought he, you know, could articulate his positions well. Did you see anybody else out there? Um, I, I, I think at this point they need to raise the bar. Yeah. Doug Berger made a lot of good sage yeah. points. But my overall theme in this, I think DeSantis scores in, in – grows his base and support by just saying, look, I took all the arrows, which is literally what he said. In Florida, we made it happen. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of Americans are looking out saying, why isn't my state more like Florida? I mean, you know, taxes are going down. Education is doing great. You know, um, all of those things. He said he did it. Uh Uh-huh. Bergram's case is you all ought to be like Fargo. And I don't hear America <laughs> chanting Fargo, Fargo. Like he may be making a point, got yes. wonderful people out there. It's, it's great. a well managed state. Mm-hmm. But I he's just not gonna be the next president. I don't of the think United so States. either. And and let, let me tell you something. Like Fargo, this is one thing I resent about them. My we have a great station, right? Yeah. WZFG, the flag. I know you know all about them too. But they come here in the winter. It's the funniest thing because they make a point to come in the winter so they can humiliate me. Because this is what they do. They'll come like Scott Hennon and the gang. He brings like a big delegation of like sixty Fargo people. It'll be like thirty eight degrees. And they're outside because they're from Fargo in like Hawaiian shirts. Hey, let's go to the park. Yeah, and we're all like sitting here burning garbage. <laughs> cans to stay warm and are like you wouldn't happen to have a beach volleyball would you and they come here to demoralize us in the way he never visits in the summer never never early fall it's always like yeah hennon's coming the week of the tree lighting so in that regard i i despise them but i do love the station but you're right i mean this is the truth florida is the face of you know i think a thriving state and i think it's made bigger by the fact that newsom has spent so much money trying to contrast California to Florida. I'm like, but dude, you shouldn't be picking that fight. California's in bad shape. But this is why I bring up Newsom. He agreed to debate DeSantis on Hannity. Love it. I I love it too, but there's no way in the world he's not quietly running right now. I mean, you're not doing this way. You, like me and you can agree that this is theater and they're going to make it look like he's the accidental nominee. He didn't want it. You all saw him out there stumping for Joe, but lo and behold, and they make him look like a a hero, a begrudging hero. Is that where this is headed? I mean, he's the governor of California, but he just happened to be in Simi Valley trolling the Republican (laughs) debate, doing interviews with Hannity and CNN. Let's not pretend Sacramento's around the block. Yeah, exactly. So, um, um, look, we and I've said this several times, but Gavin Newsom's the kind of guy who wakes up in the morning, looks in the mirror and says, good morning, Mr. President. <laughs> he just does. He wants it so bad. You know, when you're so committed to not running in 2024 
that you'll leave the California governor's mansion and fly to Georgia for a primetime debate with Ron DeSantis? Yeah, just, just to show the world how committed you are to not running. How good California is. <laughs> Chafe, it's you see through it, man. That's what I appreciate. Um, in closing, because I do think that's where this is headed. And you've told me Biden is not going to be the nominee. Does the filing deadline play a role in this or can the Democrats, if they know it's going to be not a primary, like a legitimate primary, they're just going to Biden's going to leave and one guy's going to run. Is there a clock we should be looking at or no in that? case? Well, each state is different. OK. Um, and but at this point, you know, Democrats can end up nominating. It's going to be really hard if a major party nominates somebody to not allow them to be on the ballot. You know, Democrats yeah. have talked about excluding Trump. That would be obviously yeah. people would be so outraged by that. They want to be able to vote for it. But I think every day they burn daylight yeah. um, by keeping Joe Biden in place. We well, all know he's just not going to be the so, nominee. So you're telling point. me they have to book him at another hip hop seminar. I always thought that <laughs> I always thought that they would be would be out by the end of not out of the office, but uh-huh. out of the running for uh-huh. the next election by the end of the year. Uh-huh. Thanksgiving looks okay. more and more plausible at okay. this point. Well, I you, just, he well, stumbles every... Well, you, they put the stumbling commission together. That's, that's the greatest thing in the world. Isn't that? And then he stumbles <laughs> on the first day. I'm going on the short steps. Oh, man. Well, The listen, short bus. If he does win, I have it on good authority that at the inauguration, LLJ Cool is going to play. Oh. He has booked LLJ Cool. So you got that to look forward to. <laughs> Jason Chaffetz. There he goes. And that is going to do it for the Fox Across America Game Ball Presentation Ceremony. If you're listening to this on Saturday, watch me tonight. I am hosting Fox News Saturday night, and you know I need the ratings. You've seen how the, the, you've heard the lack of talent on the show. Now see it with your own two eyes. 10 p.m. Eastern tonight on the Fox News Channel. Either way, have the best weekend allowable by law. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.